welcome to Birch Tree Studios, the home of 1013 Publications. This is 40 Below Zero, an international show about chronic illness hosted by two guys with MS. I'm your co-host Nick, and with me as always is Terry. We're so glad all of our warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back into the studio. I'm so glad you're back with us. Um, Terry, it's been another week. How you been? Man, I'm great. I'm living the life in this AC. Even though it's not that bad outside, today's a nice day. Mm. So who do we have with us this week? This is going to be a hard introduction because for me, I cannot do this in one sentence. But here we go. Um, She is a friend of mine. We've become, oh, I say this all the time. We've become family. She is an MS advocate. She's a warrior, a social influencer. I mean, this might be my opinion, and she might not call herself this, but she's also an ambassador for MS awareness. She spreads the word, educates others about MS. Ah, Ritu. She's also known as Sergeet Kaur. Kaur, please say it right. I know I said it wrong. I don't want to insult your name anyway. How are you today? Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Nick. Such a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to come and speak to you guys. And uh, yes, like Terry said, I do not think of myself, all the things that he spoke about, unless, <laughs> except for the fact that, yes, we are a family now. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're here with us. Um where tell our tell our listeners where in the world you're coming to us from yeah so i'm from india and the city is mumbai and uh, i actually shifted to mumbai uh, around 11 years back and after a year i can say i got diagnosed with ms and ever since then i've been living here in mumbai <laughs> that's wild you are you are truly the first international guest that we have. So I have so many questions. I know Terry does too. Um, so we're going to try not to make you the spokesperson for all of India, but um, <laughs> I have questions. So we we usually say the term international podcast, right? I just wanted to say that today it's it's true meaning with you on the show. Now it's an official international podcast. Yes. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for, I'm just feeling so, so honored today. <laughs> so let's, let's start at the beginning. When were you diagnosed and how did you know that you needed to pay attention to your health in this regard? Yes. So I got diagnosed. In fact, I can say I got this as a gift from God in 2012 during December. During Christmas, I was first like in the hospital. I was hospitalized during Christmas and then I came to know, oh, it's MS. You've got MS. And I was just like, what is MS? I did not know what it is. And when I learned a little more about MS, so my sister, she's a physiotherapist. So she helped me diagnose MS for me. Um, And uh, then I started learning a little more about MS. And in January, when I went back home, that I need to take care of myself, take a little bed rest. Then my brother, who himself is an influencer and he's a content creator, he uh, 
he actually motivated me to create a page and spread awareness about MS. So what you are seeing me today, you know, he's a person behind that. And of course, my entire family who has been motivating me. So India is a culture where, you know, if you have a problem, you don't talk about it much. You say, oh, shh, don't talk about it. So others should not know, you know, keep it to yourself. But my family has been the one who said, it's okay. What if, whatever, you know, happens, it happens. Now take everything positively and move on. Don't be ashamed of anything because it's not your fault. So that's how I started advocating. And I started showing my face and I started talking to people. And I think this has really given a lot of um, help to many other people diagnosed with MS or other chronic illnesses in India as well. So that's how I was diagnosed around, you can see, uh, 10, 11 years back. And yeah, here I am today. <laughs> Wow, that's an amazing that's an amazing cultural difference about keeping problems like that to yourself where I didn't even think about that because it's so natural just to say hey this is me this is what I have but wow so that is that is a bigger step on your part to to be out like that and and good for your family to be behind you on it that's 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 amazing Absolutely I'm so privileged and it's a blessing of god that you know um so he gave me a problem like MS, and he gave me a support system and a love to handle this positively and take it forward too. So I always believe in that if God has given you a problem, it is for a reason. And because he knows that you have the capability of making something good out of it, and he will. And so I take it as my aim and mission of life that I have to keep doing things for MS, for everybody with chronic illness, so that I can motivate them to accept the diagnosis and be strong and live their life to the fullest with positivity. Wow, Touché. what a great message. Wow. <laughs> Touche. Like what you do is great. And not even for the MS community. Uh, my girlfriend, who's also my caregiver, loves your account because she always gets knowledge out of your Instagram posts. And she's like, oh my God, is this true? And I'm like, yeah, all the stuff that she posts is right. And even the littlest stuff that I never mentioned, I love that you share it. You post it. You, you're spreading awareness. Thank I, you. I, so, Sorry. No, 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 not at all. I, I have a question for you. Before you were diagnosed, did you take care of yourself? Because you said once you got diagnosed, you started taking care of yourself. How was your health before? So I used to go to gym regularly. I used to work out. It was not that I was a laid back person, never worked out or never took care of what I was eating. I was never like that. I've always been very finicky about eating <laughs> anyways, all my life. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I was a person who would not go much out in sun because I have been having this heat intolerance problem since childhood. So I always had this. So I never knew that it would give rise to something like this, a chronic illness. Um, yes, I've been a healthy person since beginning. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Your first symptom. What uh, was it that got you? Yes. So my first symptom was horrible. I remember I was sitting in the office and then all of a sudden I started feeling that there's a lot of my muscles on my neck and the back of my head are just stretching, badly stretching, stretching. I did not know what's happening. I thought 
I just laid on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe it was the wrong pillow and something is happening. And the next day when I went to office, again, I felt, oh, it's getting worse. In fact, it became so bad that even a single strand of the hair touching my neck, I would scream out in pain. I did not know what was happening. I went home to my parents who live in the other city. I said, something is wrong with me. And and it also went down to my hand that I could not lift up my hand to even eat myself. So I remember my mom um, feeding me with spoon. I could not eat it. She's helping me with drink water and it started going down to my leg. The right side went bad, really bad. And and I remember one fine day, um, so I went to a lot of neurologists and the other doctors around in the city. Nobody could diagnose what I was going through. And some of them really did not treat me well. I mean, they were not even ready to even touch me as a patient. They just said, oh, this is numb. This is numb. That's numb. Okay. Okay. Write this. I'm writing this. Just have this. And they are not even telling me what it is. So one day in the morning at around 4 or 5 a.m. India time, I woke up with a cry and I called my sister who was, like I said, she's a neurospecialized physiotherapist in U.S., I called her and I said, help me. I don't know what's wrong with me. Just help me. I don't know what's happening. She just told me two things. She said, okay, do one thing. Join your hands in front of your chest. I could not do it. I could not join my hands. Other than she said was, okay, just straighten your hand on the side and try to touch the wall. I could not do that. There was a flow of current in my body and it happened that I was having currents all over my body as well. And she said, you have MS. I said, what's that? <laughs> she said, anyways, I'm telling you we have MS, but you need to officially get diagnosed. So she called her professor in India, telling him about my symptoms. So the professor told me to go back to Mumbai and speak to his student who is a doctor or who's a neurologist. And so I went back to Mumbai, met a couple of doctors again, and finally it was diagnosed that I have MS. Wow. So it's horrible. Thank goodness for that phone call. Yes. <laughs> she came as a blessing. It's an irony, you know, my doctor in my house who is neurospecialized, and she I knew that she had been dealing with MS patients, but I never had the thing of asking, what is MS? You know, sure. I did not have to know, and it happened to me. We're we're the same page where uh, uh, we did same boat. Sorry, where we didn't know what MS was when I got diagnosed either. Mm -hmm. Doctor said you have MS, and I'm like, I know I'm a mess, but what it's going on? And yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, in fact, you know, I'll tell you that this is the reason why I started this awareness because I thought that I got diagnosed within a month of my symptoms right and I was fortunate because I have my sister in my family who is a doctor and who understands me but what about the other people who don't have a help like this in the family and what about the others who go to hundreds of doctors and they are also not able to diagnose and India being a place when you have C-tier cities and B-sides cities not all of them are like modern and metro cities what about the medical system there people will never know what's ms 
And then when it came to the medications that I was taking, very expensive. My, of course, my parents were helping me out to get everything. I was fortunate that I have my family to support me for to get medical help as well. Yeah. What about the people who can't even afford those medicines? So all those things just got in my head and my brother's head together. And so we started creating this. And trust me, when I started my awareness journey, I also did not know completely what MS is. Or all the symptoms of MS because I had just two, three symptoms. Yeah, yeah. hundreds of symptoms. So then I met a lot of MS warriors on Twitter, on Facebook, and I started learning more and more about it. And the more I posted, and in fact, till now, whatever I'm posting every day, it's not just I'm posting, I'm also learning till today about more and more about MS. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's so great. And that's why we, that's why Terry and I like doing this show and talking to people, new people, because we learn so much. And I think in us learning, I feel like we're the kids in the classroom who are asking all the important questions when everybody else doesn't, doesn't know what to ask. I think, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but wow, what a, what a great journey. What an amazing journey. Um, so you said medications, what medications are you, if any, are you on now? Yes, I'm still on the medication, which I started when I was diagnosed. So it's been 10, 11 years with that too. So it's Avenix. Oh, okay. It's oh, yeah. wow. the okay. injection that I'm taking. I still have symptoms, by the way. Mm-hmm. Every Friday night or Saturday I take. And after that, for 24 hours, I'm down, not feeling very good, still have fever and chills. I still have even so many years. But all I can say at the end of the day that I'm Tashwood doing fine. Good. As long as I'm doing fine, I'm able to walk and don't have so many problems which other people I see normally have. So that scares me. And so I'm continuing with my medications. Also, I'm taking care of my health with my better lifestyle and stuff. I am doing that. That's good to hear. I mean, it's I guess it's a small trade-off, like feeling feeling not so great once a week as opposed to having new lesions and you know, being hospitalized and flare ups. And so it's a very small price to pay. I've got a couple questions about Avenex. Uh, were you giving it to yourself? I'm still scared of needles. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, of course. Don't worry. <laughs> I was on Avenex. That was my first drug treatment. And the thing is, just like you said, after I took it, I had that flu like symptoms the next day where I was tired. The doctor stopped me from taking it two months later. He said, Oh, this is not for you. I said, okay. And then he switched me to Rebif. This is a story I've told before. So I'm really upset. Like I should have stayed on that drug anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they took me off just for flu. Like since so I understand, but I had someone giving me the shot every week and it was horrific. It was breathe. We're about to do this. I hated, I think it was Fridays that we did it. I hated Fridays. I, I get it. So it's a compromise to your life that you're making. In fact, today only when my husband just came from outstation after meeting his friends, I said, you know, you go out to meet your friends and I can't even do that. I want to stay home and rest. That's a compromise I'm making to my life. But I'm okay. I'm I want to rest. Yes, I want to rest on weekends. And that's and whoever is my friend and my husband, they understand my need. And that's what is important. And that's so, that is so critical to have, to put people in your life that understand that this is who you are and this is how you have to be. And Friday night doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's a, it's a different night. And that's what a blessing to have someone like that in your life. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that if God gives you the problems, he takes care of you in every way. He supports you in every way. And that's what I've seen from the beginning of my journey till now. And I know more to come. I say the same thing that I'm fortunate to have MS because I can handle it. And I'm spreading awareness as well. And just like you, and I, I follow your path, except you're on a, a bigger path than mine. Your no, Terry, I can see but... that you are an inspiration. When I say that there are so many people that I meet and I get knowledge from and I get inspired from, and you are one of them. You know, you are an inspiration. That's why I adore you so much, so much. <laughs> and you thank know. you for everything that you do. Oh, man, the feeling goes back to you. Trust me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so if I may, I have some curiosity questions about never been to a place that you call home. Um, what is it like from a healthcare standpoint? What What does that look like for you having MS and now like being on that medication, are there a lot of doctors? Just tell me what the healthcare system's like for someone with MS in India, if you don't mind. Um, so yes, we have good doctors in India as well, but mm -hmm. yes, you have to be in a good city to, you know, and have the right contacts or know about the good doctors. Now, of course, we do have MS Society in India as well. So if anybody has problems, they can reach out to MS Society or they can reach out to me. I try to connect them to MS Society or just... Um, help them if they are in Mumbai and guide them to the doctors which I have gone to. But as far as it, I am concerned, uh, the doctor who diagnosed it for me years back is the doctor I still go to till today. And uh, he's a wonderful doctor. I ha I can see that his name is Dr. Kishore Shetty and he has been amazing. He's an amazing doctor. So, and uh, when it comes to lifestyle, uh, see, now I have to say that there are certain things in lifestyle, for example, food, which will differ from what people are practicing in US or UK or other countries. So, for example, in India, we are born with this um, kind of food that we have to eat chapatis, which are made of whole wheat or multigrain atta or flour, or we have, we eat rice. Uh, or uh, people eat, have dairy in the form of milk and milk is supposed to be very, very nice yes, <laughs> in yes. Indian culture. <laughs> no kid goes without milk to school. <laughs> so, so, very true. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've learned that uh, gluten, for example, causes inflammation in the body. So MS patients should avoid. Same goes with the milk. So you should avoid... So um, nowadays, I okay. Now I've not spoken this to anybody about this. So I'm also in touch, doing a little bit of courses on Ayurveda to understand Ayurveda aspects of healing. Okay. So I can still see a clash between the beliefs, the uh, the Western belief, and the Ayurvedic belief. So Ayurveda says yes, milk is not very good, but not all kind of milk. So if you're having a buffalo milk, it might not be good for your health. But if you go for a cow milk, it will be good for your health. And there are so many other beliefs. Uh, so for example, olive. Like I told one of the persons practicing Ayurveda that I'm having olive oil, you know, in my okay. food, which is accepted widely by the doctors in Western countries. 
Whereas in India, in Ayurveda, they say you should not have cook in olive. You should not have hmm. olive oil because it's not grown in India. Oh, okay. From outside. So you should have probably uh, cook in coconut oil or ghee. So I'm in actually right now in the process of understanding the difference between both the beliefs and which one fits for MS. I'm actually trying to practically experiment all this on me. I will be coming back with the results. <laughs> <to you. laughs> but right now I'm in this trance of learning new things and Indian culture and Ayurvedic ways of healing, which are also very nice because I've seen that there are places, hospitals, Ayurvedic hospitals, which claim that they have cured people of neurological illnesses. So how, what are they doing differently? Yeah. in countries are not doing. So yeah, so lifestyle, otherwise, if I say, um, we have everything in India, you can follow your basic lifestyle regime when it comes to workout, different kinds of workout you can do, you can manage your time, everything well, that is true. But uh, when it comes to healing, which path you're following is something which is very personal to everybody. So I am, for example, uh, right now on the Western medication, which is Avonix. Yes. And I'm still in the process of learning what Ayurveda has to give me. So never know in future what I will do. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And is this something that we can follow you on this journey on all of your social media platforms? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, right now, I've not started posting on this right now, but I have a plan place. I will be very soon coming up with a new page when I'll be talking about Ayurveda and the Indian way of healing, the yoga path and all meditation, how it heals you, your insomnia, how it heals you. So I'll be coming and talking about, in fact, I will be practically teaching a few I mean, people about that as well. So that's in the future. Maybe in a few months, I'll start practicing that too. World um, premiere right here, Terry. We got oh, it first. I'm talking about this to anyone. <laughs> so honored. <laughs> my my background is Middle Eastern. I think I've told you this before. And yes. I, I agree with you when you say they don't like to talk about illnesses. They kind of shun it. Like, no, no, we don't want to. This is our family, our pride. I don't know. You know, I understand that. Um, so I'm so glad to be in Canada. I won't lie to you. Uh, I'm glad that India, everything is working out for you there because it's your, it's your home, of course. But I'm so glad I'm not in the Middle East because I just don't know how advanced it is there. And, you know, I just don't want to be stuck. So, for example, I'll tell you in India, I'm in a metro city, okay. so which is Mumbai. So here everything is modern. Here females are uh, independent. Here people are busy in their life. So for example, I'll tell you my everyday's routine. I get up in the morning around six o'clock. I work out for two, two and a half hours. Then I go to office straight away. And then when I come to office, sorry, home after office, it's already 8.30, 9 o'clock. Now, where do I get time to talk to people and know what other people are doing in their lives? How <laughs> busy in my life? Then I yeah. need to actually eat and sleep and maybe have some conversation with my husband and my family and then I want to sleep. It's yeah. peaceful sleep. And the weekends which I get, Saturday, Sunday, I either want to just rest or maybe I want to go out and enjoy. Maybe it's a monsoon weather. It's a beautiful weather right now. Maybe I just want to go out and see the greenery. That's it. I want to enjoy my life. 
So yeah, it depends on where you are. If you're in a satire cities, maybe yes, people might get into your life. They want to know what's happening in neighbors' home rather than your life because they have time to do that. But you are if you're in a busy city, you everybody's busy. <laughs> and where's the uh, where's the vacation destination for you? <laughs> so uh, next month we have planned to go to a small village side kind of thing in Maharashtra, where I am in. In the state Maharashtra. It is known as Bhandardhara. It's a heavenly place. I've been there last year during monsoon. So when you go there, you turn around, it's just, you can only see mountains, the green mountains, and you can see waterfalls in just in line. You can just see waterfalls all around. It's heavenly. It is so beautiful. So next month, I'll be going there twice. I've booked it already. <laughs> And Fantastic. I'm sure you're gonna have a lot of photos and stuff, or I'm gonna have to Google Absolutely. it. Absolutely, coming okay. up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see that meditation video. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, yes. There, probably, I will do some meditation and show you in the rain. <laughs> Perfect. I gotta tell you, every time you go live on Instagram, I really try to catch it. You know, oh, I, I always know come in and I say hi, and then sometimes I'm busy and. You know, but that's great. When I just log in, I see Terry there. Terry joined, and that only gives me a smile on my face. I, awesome. I think that's, that only matters. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that's all your nice. support. So, so you, I'm sure you're a really social person, just like I am. Um, you have a lot of friends, I'm sure. Do you ever get pulled in different directions because your friends are not understanding what you're going through? So they're like, hey, tomorrow we're going to go out here. Does it give you anxiety? Because I have a lot of anxiety. I have no room to make new friends anymore. So when someone's a nice guy and he's like, oh, and I, I feel this, you know, oh, we're going to build a friendship. I kind of put my wall up and say, I have no time for new friends. But hey, here's an application. Fill it out. I'll see how we do. <laughs> I That's just, nice. <laughs> I, I feel pressured when I have friends, you know, because I feel like I'm going to get pulled in different directions and they don't understand what I go through. Do you have that I at all? I totally feel you. I totally feel you. So, uh, yes. So whatever friends I have. So otherwise I'll tell you, I try to keep myself very reserved, which I'm usually not, but I try to keep myself reserved as much as I can. I want to mingle with only a few people from whom I get the vibe of understanding me. And, and also now I'm maturing. I can't be just going out having a lot of people. I just need to have limited people in my life whom I can trust. So I'm not a college girl anymore. <laughs> so yeah so whoever friends i have um and so they are friends that i don't meet them for like six months seven months even though we are like in the same city but they are fine with it because they know that i love them i remember them and once in a while i can always call them so there's no pressure from their side of meeting at all um yes new friends there is a pressure for example when i got married my husband's uh, friends they are very very social they want to meet up every weekend so now they for example they want to you know meet for a breakfast in the morning on saturday and i'm like i had my injection last night i can't care about saturday and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> then that is a problem that i face and so i've told my husband to be as social as he wants to be go out and meet his friends don't restrict yourself because of me so you go and live a life and when i'm feeling well i will do it myself so evening sessions i can still understand and go and meet them but morning times i try to avoid i keep it to myself yeah and uh and people 
who don't do what we do for content creating don't understand how much energy it just it does take so when we're done that's that's it that's just the energy's out <laughs> absolutely so usually i make my content when i'm going to office in the car or when I reach office and they're only also, I'm just, if you've seen my latest video, I was actually doing a workout session in the office and the office colleagues don't even that. know what they're in for. Yes. <laughs> and they're still asking me, where, when are you posting it? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then when I come home, I'm already dressed up because I've come from office. So before getting enough shower i make the content whatever i can do so traveling time and when i come home is the time i can do i try to do it every day but as in when time and my energy permits me to do and i'm grateful that you do that because i do see every time you see a, a post it's, i think it's every day i, I, <laughs> I try to posts. i like it and you know <laughs> i i know you know that i run support group uh nick and i yes. we go to these support groups we run and after they're done, I'm drained. I'm drained, even though people see me and I laugh and I'm, you know, a happy going guy, but yeah, I'm drained. And uh, if you catch me after my support groups and ask me for advice, I'm a bitter guy. I'm like, listen, I'm tired, you know? And, and then people are like, oh, where's the happy Terry? I'm like, listen, happy Terry needs a break. Leave me alone. So you're always smiling. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Unless this is just the face right now. And then, <laughs> Once you no. get off, you're smacking people. <laughs> no, no. So I am always smiling. Um, even though I'm if I'm tired, I'm smiling. Even if I am in pain, I'm smiling because I know that if I am sad or if I have any problem, my husband or my mom and dad, they when they see me in camera also on a video call, they see my face and they know that there's something wrong with me. So I have to keep smiling for them. <laughs> I can't tell them, oh, I'm having pain or I'm tired or anything. I can't tell them. So sometimes it happens. that I don't even tell them and they know you're hiding something. I know you're in pain. So I'll tell you the so last relapse, which I had, uh, I think two years back, um, it was December again, winters. And uh, something was wrong with me. I was not being myself. I was just quiet, not irritated, not angry, just a bit quiet and my dad was saying something is wrong with you something is wrong with you and I, and I did not even know that there's something wrong with me I thought I'm fine I don't know what's happening maybe it's just the windows I did not know what's happening and then all of a sudden I felt that yes my leg is numb and I called my doctor and he said yeah it's a relapse I said oh god even I did not realize it's a relapse but my dad did so your parents, your family, they know you more than you know yourself. So yep. keep running for them. They've I been agree. able to tell you were lying since you were a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Even though we thought we were smart, but we're not yep. smart enough. <laughs> Never got away with anything. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Never. Was was that a huge relapse? Do you remember specifically? Mm -hmm. No, uh, uh, thank God it was a minor relapse, but that I relapse know. was after COVID. So it was bad because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, for the first time, I felt depression. I never realized depression in my life. For the first time, I came to know what depression is all about. And um, uh, there are a lot of things I could not do. I was always lost and sad. 
and then I said, I told myself, God, even only I can help myself, you know, nobody can come and cheer me up if I'm depressed. Would And I did not even know why I'm crying. I'm just crying. That's how depression is. I don't even know what's yeah. happening to me. So then, yes, then again, I started being active on social media. Then again, I started making a lot of reels and that gave me happiness. And then I realized, you know, because maybe I was not following what I'm meant to do and follow, I'm getting more and more depressed. So come back to life, come back to do what you were doing. And then I started coming back again, started making a lot of reels again. And then again, I've got, okay. So <laughs> you should know what cheers you up. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. And great advice too. A lot of people don't do what they feel good doing because either for somebody else or they think they should be doing or somebody else told them that's not the path they should be on, but they don't feel good. And then if you don't feel right, if something feels off, you can't, you can't be right. You just, I don't know if you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you get it. It's hard to explain. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, absolutely. You should pursue your dreams and whatever makes you happy. These videos, I like. I, I like making videos too, and I haven't done any. I think in a year and a half. I used and, to love uh, the videos, Terry. <laughs> they used to make me so happy. I don't know why I stopped. I think I'm in a, a bit of a funk right now. I think it's this show, Terry. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, I gotta start. start I'll tell you, start making the videos again. You will feel so light. You know, I know that sometimes people say, "Oh, making reels is so tacky. Making reels is so funny. It's so childish." But trust me, um, if you're a child inside, that's what gives you happiness. So always bring out the child inside you out. Agreed. Don't be sh- don't be ashamed and don't feel shy that what if your friends see your reels? What if your neighbors see your reels? What if the entire world sees your reels and makes fun of you? Let them make fun. It's okay. You are doing this for yourself and you never know whom are you inspiring you never know maybe 10 people make fun of you maybe one person it's is getting inspired with you or maybe he's getting to learn something or feeling happy seeing your reels so do it just don't think of anything you are awesome back to life you are awesome that's how i met you through these videos (laughs) and stuff and you're right i get really good feedback sometimes and that touches my heart and no one ever makes fun of me I'm pretty sure maybe behind the scenes, Nick is like, oh, Terry, you dumbass. Yeah, that's what I do, Terry, after the show. We, <laughs> I, but no, it's that was my big anxiety when we started when we started this little podcast. Uh, I was like, people I know are going to hear it and everybody's going to make fun of what I say. And, you know, and then two episodes in, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> that's right. Actually, because you are happy with it. You're happy doing it. And I actually feel better that I don't have to have the mask up to pretend to be something I'm not. I can actually just put it all out there and then just be who I am. And it's a lot easier to be who you are and tell the truth because you don't have to think about it all the time. You just are. Absolutely. Because your entire energy and your concentration, your entire focus goes on something which you love and makes you feel healthy physically and mentally. Trust me, there are days when I've thought been well or too exhausted working in office and still I come home and take some interviews of the doctors. 
it just gives me a boost of energy after give my sessions with the doctors that I do on Instagram live or my podcast recording. I feel so energetic after doing it. I just get some wave of energy like as if, you know, even if, if the interview is at 12 a.m. midnight for me, right. I do it at 1 a.m. sometimes. But then also I feel so energetic after 1 a.m. also that, yes, I did something I love. <laughs> now, you mentioned the doctors that you interviewed, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit because it is kind of an impressive lineup of doctors that you've interviewed. Um, are these doctors that people have not heard of? Uh, are you, do you feel like a lot of people, uh, were not aware of the doctors that you have talked to, uh, especially with the, um, Terry was the walls protocol. Walls, yeah. She, Dr. Terry walls. Yeah. Yes, Terry walls. Dr. Terry walls. How can you not know the name? <laughs> name <with Terry. laughs> Everybody knows the walls protocol. Um, so do you feel like a lot of people are getting information that they otherwise wouldn't or would be afraid to ask simply because you're kind of a, a much friendlier face to make uh, the first contact with? Um, so I have interviewed a lot of doctors. Some of them were not very renowned and some of them um, are already renowned. So, for example, Terry Walls is the one who is already very known. Yeah. Um by many people around the world because that's her story that she herself is an MS warrior. She was for seven years on a wheelchair and she did a lot of lifestyle changes and now she's back again and she's doing fine. She does two hours of exercise every day. She has made her own protocol of how you should eat, how you should live your life and all. And she's practicing it and also advocating the same thing to the other people around the world. So she's, for example, a renowned world. And then Dr. Gavin uh, uh, Givioni from London. He's a very renowned uh, from doctor from London. MS uh, uh, neurologist he is. And um, uh, it's difficult for many people to reach out to such good doctors. So yeah. I try to be like a voice to of those patients who want to ask questions. So if you see one, many of my interviews on Instagram Live, especially, um, I have a limited set of questions. The more questions I ask is from the audience because I want the audience to ask the real problems that they have and ask the doctors themselves. And doctors are so nice that they themselves, they are ready to answer the questions from the audience. Because tell me, which doctor want to just come live and give the answers to questions right. without even checking the patients? They try right. to help as much as they can. And in fact, the doctors also now know about my way of interviewing and how I want my audience to be involved more than my own questions, my set of questions. For the set of questions, I already have the podcast. So I want it to be different for the audience. And there are also um, uh, times that, um, so for example, I got a lot of messages from some of the patients from Pakistan. Okay. Okay. So the, the lady was in one of the audio messages she sent me, she was crying. She was crying a lot saying that I don't have medical facility here. I have to go to big towns for medical facilities and I am really suffering and I have this, this, this problem. Can you please help me out? So what I did that I approached to the doctor asking 
you know, whichever doctor could wanted to help, you know, in this way for some advices. And I used to pass on those advices to her. Similarly, there are many patients that they come up with questions and I can myself help them with my own personal experience. So I try to be a voice of the patients when I'm interacting with the doctors. So, um, so yes, so when the doctor is very, very renowned, they might not have much time. They might want to limit their time to only 30 to 45 minutes, but there are some doctors who are really kind who want to, or they give me time for an hour or even more than an hour to answer all the questions coming from the, from the audience. And, um, renowned or not renowned all I know that whichever doctors I've interviewed and in, have been like really nice so some of doctors for example Dr. Darren Ingalls he's one of my favorite doctors I always turn to him you know whenever I, I'm doing the uh, live sessions or even the podcast I've done millions of sessions with him he's a lovely person he also is MS patient and um, he has tried different types of treatments. So he tried without medications. He tried with different kinds of medications. So he tries to pra practically know what, you know, like I said, I will be probably trying Ayurveda and the Western medication. So he also experiment things on himself and then advises patients. So he's a wonderful doctor. Uh, I love him so much. <laughs> and likewise, there's so many other doctors that I go to. Um, they are different yeah. physiotherapists. They're different nutritionists. They're different headache nutritionists. There's too uh, there's much many. to name. Oh, yeah. And there's one that's really known in North America, Dr. Gretchen. And Dr. you Gretchen, yeah. interviewed her three years. You interviewed Don Marie four years ago. You interviewed Dr. Terry Walls three, four years ago. I, it, and, a while oh, ago, no? I, a few months back also. Oh, I a few months? Ago. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. You can shame me for my research. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've, you've uh, interviewed some really well-known people and it's really motivational. Gretchen has also been like a friend to me now. Awesome. So uh, when I started interviewing initially, then I turned to Gretchen and she also uh, had initially, I think, kind of started so I interviewed her and then, you know, so we had actually made one, one reel in which we both were acting and doing some things. So we were like looking like sisters, you know, doing the same act. <laughs> so Gretchen has been really sweet. And recently she has come out with a book and uh, probably we, um, we'll be talking about that also later on. So I'm very proud of Gretchen and awesome. yeah, I... Um, I, I have to say that there's so many doctors who have so much supported me in my journey, as well as uh, in my journey of advocating people. So, yeah, not just for my health, but also for the health of others. And they have been super kind, super kind. If those doctors would have not been there, probably, I don't know, I would have been doing all by myself. But where I have reached is because of these doctors who have really supported me so much. Awesome. They're part of the family too. I mean, if you find good Absolutely. doctors, right? And I have Absolutely. to say this, you mentioned Dr. Kishore. Yes. So I have a friend that I just met recently who has MS. His name is Kishore and he's the <laughs> first Kishore I met. So now I'm sure he's going to be listening to this and saying, yay, another Kishore. So <laughs> I don't even know what his background is exactly. I never asked him, but he might be Indian. I don't want to insult him. Sorry, Kishore. Anyway, so yeah, it's good to hear that name again. <laughs> and I, 
I hear what you're saying about the spiritual as well as the what like the the medications, because my neurologist has said to me, we can treat the disease, but you have to treat yourself. And he said, whatever gets you there, whether it's meditation or whatever it is, incorporate it both. They're not they're not different. They should be integrated to treat the whole person. So I I look forward to seeing your journey. That's for sure. Thank you so much. Yes, I agree. Uh, um, it has to be both. Uh, so, and uh, like I said, only you can help yourself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do everything that helps you. So mentally, how to bring you back mentally and make you positive. It's only you can help yourself. Even if you have, you know, clowns around making you laugh, you won't be happy internally. That's so you know what to focus on and make you happy. Um, and of course, your lifestyle changes and with medication is like increasing your focus and constant. So me- medication is more about awareness of oneself. Mm-hmm. So when you are meditating, you are getting aware of yourself and your own surroundings and trying to heal yourself spiritually. That's mm-hmm. how it helps and trust me with meditation there are so many benefits it can help you increase uh, i mean um it will help you uh, improve your sleeping problems so insomnia it will treat it will help you with your cognitive functions you can focus more you can concentrate more and there's a way of sitting and there are mudras so for example you do some gestures with your hands this gesture, this gesture. There are different meanings of these gestures. So some of the gestures that you do from your, with your hand and the way you are sitting also helps in your digestion or um, gives a stretch to your spine. So mm-hmm. there are so many meanings of how you're sitting, what actions you're doing with your hand and how you're closing your eyes and doing, you know, meditating. Everything has health, health benefits along with spiritually being connected to God. So... Yeah. Yeah, I will be telling about all this later. <laughs> and I and I think even even one of the one of the one of the best things about it is it it gives you if nothing else it gives you a few moments to block out all the noise and refocus and remember that you don't have to do anything for anybody else and and you and to be kind to yourself. If nothing else, it just takes a minute to stop and pause everything. So that you can recharge a minute. So okay. yeah, Sergey, just like you said, MS saved your life. I believe it saved my life too because of MS. I started to focus on my health more. I was a bigger guy, and then when I got MS, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? And I bettered my life, you know. So same as you. If it wasn't for MS, I would have, I probably had clogged veins of. Oil <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, with MS, uh, there's a change in your lifestyle. You work out more. You try to know which workout you enjoy and you want to do more and which suits you more. Actually, yeah. Uh, yes. your workouts put me to shame because I work out three days a week. It's a routine I have. I have a routine. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 30 minutes. <laughs> Not two hours and a half. I don't want you doing there. <laughs> So you put me to shame right there. And uh, I hope Janak's fitness is not listening to this because uh, 
<laughs> I spoke to Gretchen and she said, even if you do 10 hours of exercise per day, which it is also good. So even 10 hours is good. So even if you're doing alternate day, days, it's okay. You mean minutes? It's okay. And even if you're just sitting and flapping your hands or just stretching your hands, this is yes, also comes yes, with exercise. I agree. Keep I agree. doing that. So I will I also be, um, uh, I'm also researching a little more about uh, patients on wheelchair um, uh, and who can, you know, do exercises sitting on the chair. So it's not only about the people who are disabled. There are also people, for example, someone has got knee surgery. So for example, mm -hmm. my mom has got knee surgery of both her legs. Now she can't sit on the ground and do exercises like me, right? She has to be sitting on the chair. She can walk around, but she has to be in the chair and do some minimal exercises. So there's so many patients like this, you know, they need to exercise, but they don't know what to exercise. That's amazing. And how to exercise. Amazing. So, so I'll be working on that too, when I'll be posting about those things as well. Amazing. So where, where can people find you? How I, I'm looking at your Instagram right now. It's multiple sclerosis.awareness, right? Absolutely. Okay. Where else can we find you? And I also have, uh, so um, I understood that there was a need of people knowing about me as my personal life more. So that's how I created my other page of which when I put on my videos, which is my life as MS warrior on Instagram. Okay. Um, and they can also find me on YouTube. The channel's name is again Multiple Sources Awareness. Um, then we also have podcasts on uh, Spotify, Apple, and the other platforms by name of 10 Minutes for MS Podcast. Yep. So, I see uh, the Instagram has the has the link in your bio to all these, this really cool page that has all your stuff listed, right? Yes, absolutely. So you were diagnosed about 10 years ago. Um, just a quick question. When did mm -hmm. you decide to start your accounts your youtube account when did you start big basically coming out of the closet to tell everyone hey i have ms and this is what's going on so within a, within a month i started oh, wow. it so i started on facebook first sorry on twitter first then on facebook i was very slow in posting because that time i did not know about what ms was myself so i was very slow and when instagram was launched maybe after some time i started on instagram also so yeah, so December I was diagnosed and January I started with my medications and January itself, I think I started my journey of advocating. Wow. We're actually in the month that Nick got diagnosed. Really? Yep. Uh, July of 2013. So, oh. Just saying. Usually I-, I 10 years. Woo. I'm going to think High five. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You too. So every time in July, I'm sure something goes wrong with Nick, you know, because it's the month. Like this month, if you want to tell, he had uh, medication that screwed up. Uh, yeah, they um, they messed up my paperwork. My paperwork didn't arrive in time, so I had to, it delayed my treatment. I'm I take um, Ocrevus. Ocrevus. So it, yeah, so it's once you know twice a year. Yes. Um, so it put me about a week and a half, two weeks late. So I was starting to feel like I was out of energy, grumpy. Um, everything started to hurt. Uh, all my mm -hmm. aches and pains came back. So luckily we got it right. And I'm starting to feel a little better. 
So somehow I've heard about Oak Rivers from multiple people. Some of them really praise Oak Rivers that it has done wonders to them. Whereas some of the people have told me that they do get the craving. When the time of getting Oak Rivers comes closer, you get the craving of getting the medication in your system. And you feel like... I thought it was uh, I thought it was psychological. I thought I was like, ah, no way. The people people no. just believe that because we're all saying that. But no, it's real. Like you really start to feel run down. It's weird. Yeah, so. I, I understand because I've heard this from a couple of people. So I know what you're talking about. Yep. So I have I can just say one thing is very fortunate in India that here we can just buy the medicines. When we have the prescription, we can go to the distributor or the retailer and we can get the medications. And the doctor can only tell, you know, contact this person for this medication and this company and this distributor, retailer, whatever. Wow. And we can buy. So we don't have to wait for the paperwork. Yes, because of which it is expensive for us because we have to buy from yeah. the money that we're running. So, for example, it's a lot of money here. The medications are really expensive because firstly, they're even imported from outside. So All you right. have lots of, uh, it's very expensive here. But yes, we have to buy and take it. We don't have to pay to wait for paperwork because I was talking to a friend of mine in UK. Even she was like, my paperwork is not cleared. I'm not getting time in the hospital. My insurance is not giving this and that. I'm like, I'm not even depending on insurance. At yeah. least here I'm doing, I'm just yeah. taking it straight away. So for example, in for MRIs also, uh, there I believe in the US and UK, you have to really wait for like six to eight months in line for an application to get approved for MRI. But here, Touchwood, it's not a problem like that. I think it's a lot longer in Canada. Much sorted. Sorry? It's a, lot, it's a lot longer wait in Canada than it is in the U.S., I believe. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're about three months where I am. About three months for an MRI. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. really good. If you get one here within three months, it's, you know, I believe it's six to a year sometimes. It's, it's oh nuts. God. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I only need one a year. So I only get, every January, I get I get one. But but I can't, I can't imagine waiting six. I can't imagine waiting just, just the anxiety of not knowing how, how you're doing would be enough to send me into a tailspin. <laughs> now, uh, somehow, you know, I um, don't feel so much anxiety about knowing. I feel it's more about me and how I'm feeling rather than knowing what's going on because I know I'm doing everything right. My lifestyle is fine. My workout is fine. My work, everything is fine. I'm feeling fine. I think that matters. Unless, yes, I've got a relapse or something. I really want to see what's wrong, what has come in my report. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I am not that. Although my doctor has said that you can reduce your MRI scans from one year to two years. But I still do it religiously in a year um, just to keep a check. But I'm not that anxious anymore. And also here, I don't have to wait so much in line for MRI. I can just call in and say, can I, get come, next, can I come next week for the MRI? And they can tell me the dates available. That's awesome. Sergi, you, you put me in such a good mood today. I'm so happy to have you on this show. I feel like I need 10 minutes dosage of Sergi every morning to get my day started. Is that corny? Does that sound corny? All right, I'm done talking. <laughs> You're just too kind. <laughs> Nobody says like this to me. <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> I think my husband needs to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show, Nick.
Uh, really excited to have you on this week. Uh, I'm really excited to keep in contact with you. Uh, this is well overdue to have you face-to-face -face with me here. Even though nobody gets to see this, they're all hearing it, but I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. And thank you so much, Nick, for this opportunity. It was so lovely speaking to you guys. You guys are super amazing. And I'm so happy and proud of all the work that you are doing for MS Awareness. Love you both. Thank you so much. Thank you. Very much I love. love. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all right, Terry. That'll call it for another week, brother. Amazing. amazing. Another great show. All right, man. Take care. So check us out at 40belowzero.com. That's four letter T below zero.com. Or feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is info at 40belowzero.com. Our personal Instagram account are for Nick's, it's Nick's underscore V713. Or for Terry, it's what's underscore MS. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. We'll talk soon.